We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Uh, sorry, there's, there's a lot going on. Sorry for the technical difficulties, but we are here. The vibes are immaculate. My name is Sean with a W. And this is the next up. This is your latest episode of Nick's Film School Study Hall. Shout out to the boss, Robert Cross, checking in from, I believe, San Diego. If I got that wrong, let me know. Um, I cannot find my other headphones. I got, I'm all over the place. I'm waiting for my co-host who might be sleeping, but it's okay because the vibes are immaculate. The Knicks have won five games in a row and we are real basketball. We're, we're real. Well, we're always a real basketball team, but now, now, now this team can dare to dream. And look, I found my headphones and so now I can switch to the other account. Live producing ain't nothing like it. Give, give me five, four, three, two. There we go. All right. Wait a minute, I gotta do something real quick. Hold on. Let's do this. There we go. That. Oh, oh, I know. Again, live producer, there's nothing like it. Got to put these stupid earbuds away. All right. Again, I'm Sean W. Thank you for joining us um, at, at the West Coast Friendly Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Mountain, 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific. Robert Cross, Kevin Danishevsky, Alex, Chris Callender, uh, the Trojan Medic, Nick, Vin, Mike, Dominic. Don Cappuccini, what up? Shout out to everybody. Noodles, shout out to everybody in the space, man. Um, my co-host, Chris Persianen of WFUV Sports, may be joining us. Um, if not, it's probably because he got arrested by the Twitter police for whatever he did on the internet yesterday. Oh, you don't know what he did on the internet yesterday? I will find it for you. I am posting on Jumbotron. But listen, while we wait for him, listen, let's just start, man. Uh, Nick's one last night. I was in the building at MSG. Um, I my partner in crime, Cedric Sean, was not available. He was in LA doing big work for MLS as he has been doing. So shout out to him. 
So I brought my good friend, um, my nickname Dorian, who I've known since I was 10 years old. And he, even though he's a Laker fan, he is a big Brandon Ingram fan. Loves Brandon Ingram. So I was like, yo, come with me to this game. And I want to give a shout out to Andrew Claudio um, because if you checked out the pregame space, um, not, excuse me, pregame show, uh, the pregame pod that he did, um, there was basically he, it, the, it, it kind of told you that this team is a bit in trouble. Like since January 2nd, they have less wins than the Orleans Pelicans than the Charlotte Hornets and the Charlotte Hornets are actively trying to lose games. So he, in our, in the, uh, KFS group chat, he was very confident that this will be a blowout. Um, and he actually put up some money. Um, to, 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 why can't I find this Nick film school? Uh, here we go. Yeah. He put up some, he, he may have wagered some funds on the Knicks on an alternate line and that alternate line hit because we won the game by where did this go? Why does this keep moving around? Why does this keep moving around? Uh, boy. All right. Sean the W is having an L of a L of a morning so far. Nothing seems to be working. Yes, one twenty eight one oh six was the final score. Um, unfortunately, I got to the game late, but I was listening in my I was listening in my car. I tried to find parking. Note to everyone: Do not drive into New York City on a Saturday night. I knew better too. I I knew better because. Parking traffic is just annoying. Even though it was cold outside, I should have took the train. That would have been a more green thing to do anyway, but what have you. Um, but yeah, man, this game was not close. I mean, we were up 42-26 after one. Uh, we we won the second quarter 31-26. Uh, they outscored us in the third, and then we outscored them in the fourth. But I mean, this game was never in doubt. This game was never in doubt. Uh, their best player, Brandon Ingram, who I was talking to talking about earlier, seven of twenty-two, one of six from three, nineteen points, a minus twenty-three, and a lot of that was caused by Julius Randle. Um, I want to say something really quick about Julius Randle. I've seen a lot on the timeline, a lot of you, a lot of people owe Julius Randle an apology. And there was a time where every time I saw that, I would reply. But I've stopped replying because I'd be doing it all the time. But I say, we don't owe Julius an apology. If you, if you, if you think that, and I, what I mean by that, that is, if you think the apology is, is he's owed an apology because he's playing better this year than he was last year, I say, no, I will not apologize for giving him the smoke that we gave him last year because it was deserved. And I don't care that he was doing 20, 10 to 5 last year. Clearly, you can see that 20, 20 and 5 can look, can be really good and not mean a damn thing. And last year, it didn't mean a damn thing. Now, what I will do is give him all the credit in the world for looking in the mirror, and he's even said it, listening to Johnny Bryant, taking accountability for how he played last year, and his behavior as a teammate and in the locker room. And he decided he was going to improve and he did. And Tim mentioned it the other day. I think after the, the Washington game, he said, you know, we changed the shot diet. 
and less mid-rangers, not completely out of there, but less mid-rangers. And he's gone from 20, 10, and 5 to 25, 25, 25, 10, and 4. And he's an all-star. And he's probably going to finish all-NBA. Maybe not second team, but he's probably going to be an all-NBA player. I don't know the guy. I cannot think of a player in New York history that has had front who has had such a roller coaster of and a career because in the first after the first year listen after his first year we'd trade him for a ham sandwich after the second year it was all right maybe we got something here maybe this is found money last year i would have drove him to the airport myself and then waited for the ham sandwich and this year again 25.1 25.1 points, 10.6 rebounds, 4.1 assists, shooting 46% from the field and 34.5% from three. You hear that? You three point contest, the three point shootout troll merchants who spent a week crying about the national nightmare of Julius Randle being in the three point contest. Like these guys from these guys on Portland were whining, complaining. Meanwhile, you are you you are wasting the tail end of your Hall of Fame players' prime, and you're worrying about who's in the freaking three point contest. But I digress. Um, so I don't owe Julius Randle apology for last year, but I do owe him all the praise and credit in the world in the world this year. Uh, Mitch, I made the joke. Um, I made the joke during the post game show. Uh, against Washington, he was he he was back like he never left because he promptly committed a foul twenty seconds into the game. But Mitch, eleven and thirteen, like he never left. Arguably the most important player we have on this team. Arguably not the best, but arguably the most important. Um, and the only reason I can say it's arguable now because we were able to stay above. Shout out to the spam. Shout out to the spam who tried to interrupt interrupt the vibes. Uh, uh, Jalen Brunson bounced back 20 points after he had an off shooting night, even though he made the greatest, the, arguably to play the shot of the night, um, in Washington the night before, but I don't know where we'd be without him. Um, but I'm, uh, hold on a second. Josh Hart. I mean, since this kid has shown up, Jesus, Scott almighty, like, like, this, like, listen, I'm not going to relitigate the, the damn trade and who we traded for him, but like, the production, and yes, you can say, well, if he was playing, but look, the production we're getting from him now, as compared to the production we're getting from the from Cam, which is nothing. Not to say that it's his fault, but it was nothing. And well, I mean, listen, that trade is amazing. Um, and for those people who complain, you know, the people who complain about we trade a first round pick, we trade a first round pick with Cam to get Josh Hart. Like, let me get this straight. These are the same people who last year whined and complained that the Knicks didn't tank enough to get uh, to get into the top five or even the top seven. So the pick doesn't matter. So if the 11th pick in the draft doesn't matter, then why are you whining about us trading a lottery protected pick? Like you can't have it both ways. Uh, Emmanuel quickly, 13 points. Six rebounds, two assists. Uh, should have three assists, but when you throw the ball at the backboard, Emmanuel, that is not an assist. And that in the oop to uh to to Julius Randle. Um, again, this guy is a six man of the year candidate, but people will just look at points per game and think, oh, he's not that good. Whatever. Um, 
but I'm bearing the lead here. I want to talk about Ron Alexander Barrett Jr. Um, and then we'll and then we'll open up to the callers. Rowan, 25 points, 8 of 13 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3, 5 of 5 from the lines, 4 rebounds, 7 assists, plus 23. I said that at the All-Star break, all R.J. Barrett needs to do is not touch a basketball and go somewhere that has white sandy beach and a drink that has an umbrella in it and do not sing about basketball just clear your mind clear your head relax recharge reset and it looks like he's done that since the all-star break this is courtesy of nick's muse i've posted in jumbotron 19 and a half points, three rebounds, five assists, 57% shooting from the field, 56% from three. I'm going to emphasize those last two numbers again. 57% from the field, that's 13 out of 23 shooting, 56% from three, five and nine from three. And I emphasize those numbers, and I see you, Kevin Danishevsky, we'll get to you shortly. I emphasize those numbers because we are often told when people want to uh amplify rj's performances that if oh he's inefficient oh look at his shooting look at his truth shooting his effective field percentage nerd 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 blah 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 and not to say that though that those stats should be ignored but he's being efficient and if there's one thing i know about this kid it's that he does not let bad situations he can bounce back from a bad situation as well as anybody i've seen in recent memory so shout out to rj shout out to um shout out shout out to all the knicks and then real quickly i'll discuss washington's game um <laughs> the washington game uh i said that one of my moments of the game was with about two minutes left in the game when not not left in the game about two and a half minutes left in the half when Kyle Kuzma scored a layup and he kind of bounced off Julius a little bit and he gave the too small gesture. And I said, hmm, interesting. And I was like, that's not the guy you want to say too small to. At the at that point, it was 243 left in the second in the second quarter, and the score was 62-48 Wizards. All you need to know is that after that point, the Wizards scored 47 points and the Knicks scored 70. The Knicks scored 67 points. Now, Julius said he didn't see it. It just coincidence that he played well, but I'm not buying it. I don't think it's a coincidence that he that Kyle Kuzma had 46 on his head top after after that play. But listen, man, the Knicks are good. The Knicks are good. Ninth best record in the league. In, 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 in the league. Sixth best record in the East. I think there are seven teams that have more wins than we do. I'm going to count them up for you. Once again, this is this is once again, this is live producing. Ain't nothing like it. If I sort by league on NBA.com and I sort by wins, we have Boston with 44, Denver 40, Denver and Milwaukee 42, Philadelphia with 39. 
Cleveland of 38, Memphis of 36, and then seventh, the seven most wins in the league, your New York Knickerbockers. 35 wins, 27 losses, 565, 565 winning percentage. So with that being said, there's been a lot of chatter uh, in these streets about not only will the Knicks make the playoffs, who will they face in the first round? Who can they beat in the first round? Can they make the second round? I've seen some Eastern Conference Finals talk. I think we'll go on too far with that. But how far can this team go? I want to know. Please let us know. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals, and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy, conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool65 and use code FilmSchool65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool65 and code FilmSchool65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. First, I will start off with the man, the myth, the, the, the... Uh, owner, president, co-founder, general manager of the Quentin Grimes fan club, Kevin Danishevsky. Kevin, how the hell are you? Good afternoon. I'm well, Sean. How are you doing? Um, they, 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 on point as always. Um, I really have, so I want to answer the question. I'm going to answer the question that you, that's posed in the, uh, in the, in, in the title last. And then I have two agendas. Um, one is I, the Emmanuel Quickly Sixth Man of the Year agenda, and second is the Julius Randle Third Team All NBA. And unless I don't know what's going on if, if how, with KD and how many games he plays, um, but uh, yeah, but they're, they're and they're going to obviously give it to Le- LeBron, Tatum, and Giannis um, are all going to be voted in over Randle. Um, but we'll see. But but I can't think of anyone else who's deserving of that spot over over Julius. Um, I yeah, obviously super 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 happy with the last two wins. Um, and what really stuck out what was interesting about that moment, Sean, where I kind of believe I didn't know that Julius said that he didn't see it, but I kind of believe him because my immediate response when I watched that play was, whoa, because Jul- like, I don't really see Julius Randle get bodied very often. Um, and Ariel Pacheco had a really good thread on it and how good of an isolation defender Jul- and how good of an isolation Julius is. He doesn't really get sunned like that. Um, last time I can think of was um, 
wasn't it was uh, Norman Powell dunking on him in the Clippers game. Um, but I was just like, t- I was kind of like, and because of that I, I was, I wasn't even, I, I, did, I missed it. Um, and it's possible that it maybe what woke him up was not the too small thing, but the holy shit, I just got bodied. I and then proceeding to body everyone for the rest of the game, which is really cool. Um, I wanted so so this is crazy to me. Um, Julius Randle has a better on off this year and his better lineup data this year and is a bet and is and is and is uh and is better EP and is a better EPM um and other and of the other impact me- metrics like more than the we here year, which is. I think I just like I, I think I knew all along, but like just like preparing for like speaking today and like going and, and going on, I wanted to like because I knew I was gonna make the Randall All NBA case. I wanted to prepare to prepare for that, and then t- and, and 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 looking at that stat, I was I was I, I gasped um, because his back of that year was uh, he played what forty minutes a game. The eight minutes and that were taken up by someone else was Obi Toppin, who um, did not have a great rookie season. Um, had a much better had a, had a had a much better had a much better second year, and the Obi conversation is something is, is something in and of itself. Um, I, I that but it, that's a that's unfathomable to me because he was the, he was the team that year. Um, he. Yeah, he's he's really taking his game to another level. Um, he's creeping up on uh, Brunson's. Uh, uh, him and Brunson have been going back and forth in terms of in terms of true shooting percentage. Um, now Randall with with Brunson's relative. Uh, r- r- honestly, Brunson Brunson had a pretty efficient game last night, even though he didn't. Um, the, even though he wasn't shooting for he's, he's in from inside the arc very well, he made three threes, got to the line, needs to hit needs to hit three free throws at a better clip. Um, but obviously he's had one of his least efficient games of the year against Washington. And then Randall has had super high, it's been super high volume and super, and super efficient since, um, since the all-star break. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I got in an argument with a friend last night, um, about Emmanuel quickly. And what about, I, Said that I think Emmanuel quickly is the sixth man of the. Year. I I I, I want to. I have two positions on Emmanuel, Emmanuel quickly, sixth man of the year. Okay, so one that I've held um, pretty consi- consistently, consistently that Emmanuel quickly will uh, will deserve the sixth man of the year, but won't get it um, because sports writers are gonna the, the athletic piece. The athletic piece I think was a harbinger. Sports writers are gonna be looking and say, "Oh, quickly, what a cute little kid." A cute case, but Malcolm Brogdon—he's really good. He's really good. He's been really good for a while. He shot forty-six percent from three this year. We got to give it to him, right? Wrong. I mean, Emmanuel Quickly's defense is a transformative force on this team. Um, and over the last seven games, Emmanuel Quickly's uh, 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 and, and over uh, really since uh, since for about two months, Emmanuel Quickly's awesome. Offense has been awesome, and, uh, and even when he and even when he is missing shots, he still impacts the game in a super meaningful way. Um, I, the, 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 to 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 me, the, if if you look at if you look at their stats, their counting stats are kind of similar. Brogdon's efficiency is better is better, obviously. 
Everyone agrees that Quickly's defense is better. So who? So the, so the difference comes back down to who impacts the game more. And every impact, every impact metric likes likes Quickly. Some like him by a little more. Some like him by a little less. Um, and then you know what? Watching the games, I like <laughs> watching Nick and watching every Nick game. I think we could all collectively say that Emmanuel Quickly is either the if you want to say he's more important than mitchell robinson if you want to say he's less important than mitchell robinson whatever he's the third or fourth most important most important this year and you know i'm the, the as and you introduced me as the the quentin grimes um president um fan club president um so i don't get how someone how a rational observer can look at those two look at rodman's lineup data which i understand is skewed by playing by, by the and the on-offs are a, li- a little bit skewed by playing um with it uh, with the starting lineup that is the best starting lineup in the league but his lineup data is like not particularly good and quickly his lineup data is really has been really good all season even when he was shooting 25 percent from three at the beginning of the year um I don't know how you watch basketball and say what the and 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 and, and say that uh, Malcolm Brogdon right now is a better player than Emmanuel Quickly, and certainly not a more impactful player than Emmanuel Quickly. And then, lastly, to answer your question, I was also going back and forth with his friend. Um, I, I think he asked me like where I see the realistic ceiling um, of this team, and I he asked me can they get to the conference finals, and I think I. I look at like I think the ninety, it's still in like the ninety fifth to ninety ninth percentile outcome for me, because I still look at the four teams who are probably going to be the top four in the East, or you know we could we could catch Cleveland conceivably, um, like we're only I think we're only two two and a half back two and a half back, but like the teams that we will likely be facing, um, and I don't. You know, I think Milwaukee, I think, is a terrible matchup for us. Um, Boston, Boston's a good matchup for us, but they have, but t- with Tatum, if, if Tatum and Brown get hot, that's not, uh, you, you need Warriors type firepower to beat them. Um, and Tatum and Brown will, I, 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 I can't, I think we'll inevitably get, get hot against the Knicks. Um, and, um, the six, the Sixers, I see as a, like an eighty-five to ninety percentile, but I don't see, and I don't think it's out of the question. I think um, Hart, you know, we could see Harden conceivably choke, um, and I, I always liked Mitch. Uh, Mitch always does a good job against Embiid, um, but the question is always foul trouble, and uh, hopefully by that point, in the, in the one, the one thing that has been frustrating these last couple games is. Mitch Ticky Tack fouls and like him looking like he stole a cookie jar from the ca- from the ca- from the candy bar. <laughs> he stole a cookie from the cookie jar when it's like yeah like the the clearly fouled him man and like is it a Ticky Tack foul that they're calling yes but also like you fell for stupid shit. Um, mm, that, that I told you Mitch is in midseason form. He was like twelve seconds in foul. Like okay, Mitch. Yeah. Well, whatever. Exactly. But um, and then Cleveland, I uh, I think that that's a, that that's like a series they can win. I do. I think they like if you ask me, gun to my head, well, will 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 they win that series? Probably not. But I think it's a good match. It's it's a, it's a good matchup for them. Obviously, like 
if you know Donovan Mitchell is 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 a, is a superstar is a superstar star whatever. Um, but uh, we saw Jalen Brunson beat Donovan Mitchell last year. So anyway, but point being is I'm really I'm really I I don't think I've ever been more excited um, about the ceiling of this team. Um, whether we trade for a star, whether what whatever whatever happens, I'm just really super stoked and like stoked in a way that I wasn't even during the we here year. So yeah. Thanks guys. No, appreciate you, Kevin. The two things that you mentioned, I want to piggyback off before we go to Robert cross. Um, one I posted in the, on the jumbotron, the, the, uh, uh, from there's a tweet from Schwinnie pool. He retweeted, um, Basically, it, it, he tweeted the, uh, a screenshot of the discussion that um, the, the athletic article. So the athletic had, a, had an article about who's your sixth man of the year, and they asked Sam Amick, uh, Eric Kareen, and who's the third guy? Josh Robbins. Um, Amick had Brogdon one, Norman Powell two, Bobby Portis three, Kareen and Robbins both had Brogdon and quickly won two. Kareen had Powell three and Christian and Robbins had Christian Wood three. And I'm going to read this little blurb from this for those who may be listening later on podcast. Um, I look for compelling reason not to give my fiction vote to Brogdon. The current odds on favorite. The closest I could find was his on off numbers. Ferguson's I find was on off number. The Celtics outscored their opponents by 2.8 points per 100 possessions when he's on the floor and 8.8 when he is off. However, some of his closest competition either have similar on off issues such as Powell, Memphis's Brandon Clark, and Portis, or don't play as significant of a role as Brogdon. Quickly, Boston's Grant Williams and Norris Larry Nance Jr. And to me, to say that he doesn't play as significant, he to say that someone has to watch basketball does not like that. To say that Emmanuel quickly does not play as a significant role for the Knicks as Brogdon leads me to one one conclusion, and this is the conclusion I spoke about this on the post game show. I've spoken about this on Casual Friday. A lot of these national sports writers do not watch the Knicks. Now, I do not expect these people to watch every single game. Like, for example, Eric Kareem, he's a Raptors guy. He's, he, he covers the Raptors. So I know he's going to be watching t- plenty of Toronto, right? They don't watch the Knicks. So what these sports writers do, when it comes down to it, they start looking at numbers. Not that numbers don't matter. And they say, oh, well, this, this guy scores more. And this guy's on-off numbers. Like, I don't know where this team would be without Emmanuel quickly. I don't. So that just please keep that in mind when uh, a war season comes around and players that we think are deserving to win or deserving to finish in the top three don't. Um, that's why. Um, and number two, in terms of who you want, you said you didn't want to play Milwaukee. Um, I actually think we have a puncher's chance against Milwaukee. And I actually think Milwaukee is a team I want to play the most out of. If I had to choose between the current top four teams, which are Boston one, Milwaukee two, Philly three, Cleveland four, I actually would want to play Milwaukee the most. I actually would want to play Cleveland the least. And here is why. I believe we are actually, our, the way we play in our defensive scheme, which allow, which which prioritizes rim protection and sealing the paint 
and is a little bit more lax when it comes to three-point shooting, is actually the perfect defensive scheme to play against a team with Giannis and who's surrounded by the 26th best shooting team, three-point shooting team in the league. I'm not saying we'll win, but listen, we play these teams, we, we play these guys close. So every time we play them, I know people are scarred from the last time we played them because they got hot from three, but that was part of the game plan. Like, I'm not going to let Giannis beat me. If Giannis beats me, I screwed up. But if, 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 if Drew Holiday wants to get hot from three, buy con Dios and Pat Cons and all those guys. So I'd rather play them because guess what? If we play them, we lose. We're supposed to lose. They have Giannis. But if we play them and win, wow. And that's why the team that I do not want to play is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Not that I don't believe we can beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think, though, of the four teams I mentioned, that is the team we have the best chance to beat. However, be prepared for the Donovan Mitchell referendum series. And if we lose, and guess what? We're supposed to lose because they have the best player in the series. And the team that has the best player in the series wins 95% of the time. And the time they don't win is when you have a person that outplays the best player on that team. So even though we're supposed to lose that series because they had the best player, prepare yourself for three months of, this is why the Knicks should have traded for Donovan Mitchell. That's why you trade for the star. Silly ass Knicks. They're stuck in the middle. Yada, yada, yada. So if you're ready for that, Go right ahead. I don't want any part of that because, listen, Donovan Mitchell just stopped giving interviews about that trade like three weeks ago. All right, Kevin, I'll give you, yeah, I'll Sean, give you 30 really seconds to follow up and then we'll go to Robert Cross. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and, and something else that I was, I was thinking of is that offensive rebounding really or, and defensive rebound really hurt us um, during the, the, the last couple times we, we faced Milwaukee. And I feel like with heart, that might not uh that might not subside i'm still worried i get that they're 26 i'm still worried about them going i'm still worried about them going off i'm still worried about them getting hot um like they did in all three of the games uh that that we faced them and uh to your point about cleveland honestly i don't care because no matter what though the, the if, if we lose in the first round the the media will find a narrative to the, to pick even and even if we lose in the second round it'll still be lol next it'll always be lol next we can be in the conference finals and it'll still be lol next we can win the championship and it'll still be lol next it will not be lol oh Knicks yeah we well, the well, wow they won one in fifty years wow I'm so and I and and I would say are you holding the trophy now oh, I will agree with you I'm just I'm just saying they're gonna try. There, but to me, my point is there are levels of LOL Knicks, and there are certain levels that we can push back at. Like, for example, if you try to LOL Knicks with me holding the trophy, I don't know what to tell you. But if you're going to LOL Knicks with me because we, we lost the Donovan Mitchell, we didn't make the Donovan Mitchell trade. We, we have all of our draft round, capital, they don't. They, they're, they're all, they, they, yes. they're going towards a second round exit. Good for them. Yep. All right. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. All right. The boss, Robert W. Cross, hashtag 53 wins. How are you? The floor is yours. Good after good morning to you because it's still morning in the West Coast. <clears throat> good morning, Sean. One of my favorites of the four casuals. It's great to be here. I, I gotta tell you though, it's a little weird uh following my nemesis from the uh Ewing Patreon, Kevin. Not sure how I feel about that. Um I, I just got a I got a couple things that I want to talk about. Uh, building a little bit of a case, a small case here. So we don't have a traditional star, right? But we do have a dynamic duo and Randall and Brogdon. Let me push back. 
We have a star. We have two stars. We don't have a superstar. That is we got true. stars. We we got a dynamic duo, right? And Randall and Brunson. And I think both of them are a bit underestimated in NBA circles. Uh, Mr. Danishevsky failed to uh, mention an emergent RJ Barrett, right? So if he plays like he's capable of and processes well and can act as that uh, the third attacker, particularly in the second half, we, we're a little bit different. We're not conventional having that superstar, but we've got that three-pronged attack. I firmly believe we have the bench, uh, the best bench unit in the NBA. And something that I think is going to take a toll in the playoffs, especially with some of these softer teams, we're physical. We're going to beat the shit out of you at the Mecca. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it short and sweet, and I'm going to say this. 53 wins is no longer aspirational. It's real. Believe it. And I'll see you in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> Believe it. I, it's happening, Sean. It is happening. I look, 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 listen. Okay, you know, I'm very, I'm okay. There is a team that plays in the southeastern United States in the state of Georgia that made a surprise run to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I have told them, I've told the fans of that team, that is probably the worst thing that could have happened to you because it made you believe that you are better than you were. And then the approach that they, and then the approach that they took, the approach that they took in team building led them to basically mortgage their future for another guard that did not solve the problem. So listen, would I like for the Knicks to be in the Eastern Conference Finals? Absolutely. I don't see the Knicks beating any combination of Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, and Cleveland. Like they basically have to beat two of those four teams four times in seven games. Um, How would it have to happen? Cleveland round, beat Cleveland round one. Then, I, again, like I said, Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee is a better matchup for us than Boston or than Boston when their two wings are on. Like, that's it's hell. Philly, I mean, actually, no, the, here, here's, the, here's the path. The path is we beat Cleveland round one. Philly gets the one seed, and Philly goes full Philly. James Harden goes full James Harden. Joel Embiid injures himself because he decides to like throw himself in the third row trying to get a foul call. And then we and then Doc Rivers is Doc Rivers and we beat them. And then what you know, so but I I I let's let's take one step at a time. Let's listen. The 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 chairman of the Madison Square Garden Company said all he expects this year is playoffs. He doesn't even expect a playoff series win. So if this team who everyone said was going to compete for the play-in, if that was that 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 this was their that that was their ceiling, that they were a 39-40 win team, if they're in the playoffs, and I'd said on Casual Friday, the Knicks will 
play a minimum of six playoff games this season. So if that's our season, I am fine with it. But then it leads to an interesting offseason. Hey, Sh- hey, Sean. Yes, sir. Since December 4th, do you know what our pace is? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Believe it. Eastern Conference Finals. It is happening, sir. The vibes are immaculate. It's feeling like 99 all over again. It's not all about the stats. It's about the magic of the Mecca. And for those who do not know, um, the Knicks are currently on a pace to win. Wait for it. Like, not current. No. Since this, since since December 3rd, the, the, the first Dallas debacle, I, I can't believe there's more than one Dallas debacle, but here, here, here we are. Since that game where we Tibbs went to a nine-man rotation, um, we have... Our, we are we are playing at a pace that over a full season would have gave us given us fifty three wins. So Robert, you can take that to the bank and you can sleep well at night. Stay in, you can sleep well at night knowing that hey, maybe you were right if um, Emmanuel quickly, not Emmanuel quickly, if Quentin Grimes didn't get hurt and if we made those changes sooner. 